The current spoiler warning level is, beige. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of beige. We're talking about a machine and its variants and also an inspired model from Gundam Sentinel. Gundam Sentinel is a photo novel set in UC. Um, It basically is a bunch of uh, modelers creating their own gunpla and putting them in a very stupid story that doesn't matter even in the slightest. So don't need to worry about spoilers. We're just going to have some fun here. Please enjoy the show. Hello, friends and folks. Welcome back. It's Mechanist and G. It's robot time from Gundam. I'm Six Statmar. I'm Dylan. I'm always mixing it up. I'm always keeping Dylan on their toes as to as to what the intro is going to be. Usually, I will say the words robot and Gundam, but otherwise, anything else is up for grabs. <laughs> Look, I just I simply wait for the part where I just say I'm Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days you're going to throw me off and you're going to be like I'm George, and I'll be like shit. I'm the one mixing things up. You don't get to. Uh, but we already know what we're talking about. We're continuing from our last episode. We keep we keep rolling these mobile suits that give us way too much to talk about. Uh-huh. And this is a fun one. Uh, so we are talking about the MSA-0011-S Gundam, also known as the Superior Gundam, also known as the IOTA Gundam. Um, here's the thing. This is, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was aware of this thing for a long time as like I would see like kits of it and stuff and I was like what is this fucking knockoff discount like fake Gundam and then I like actually had an occasion to look at one and I was like this thing's kind of sick it is it's actually one of my favorite so besides like so I actually have this thing where as much as I like Gundam there it, it t- I it takes a lot for me to like a Gundam type mobile suit like I like plenty of them decently but a lot of them aren't my favorites other than things from advance of zeta the s gundam in the excess or like the moon gundam or like from a way future show like the barbados like i i like things that don't look like normal gundams in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. that kind of change around the idea while still being kind of recognizably a gundam but just not quite a gundam uh and this is a great example of that because the s gundam is what if the double Zeta took more cues from the Zeta and also was not falling apart <laughs> at the seams? Um, mm-hmm. So the S Gundam is a prototype mobile suit. Uh, shows up in Gundam Sentinel. A very, very, and I cannot understate this, a very popular at the time photo novel uh, that has like you know model photos. It was uh, published in Model Graphics. Um, and it is something that... So, early side stories for Gundam usually had a bunch of people who worked on Gundam creating for it. Uh, For instance, Sentinel is the debut of someone who most people that watch Universal Century shows from a certain point onward will know. Hajime Kotoki was one of the the primary designers for this. Uh, I'm I'm going to say, mm -hmm. say the best mobile suit designer. I don't know if I would say that, but that's because I have a lot of designers I like. Um, mm-hmm. I do like his art a lot, though. Um, I know some people are sick of him. That's fine. We're entitled to your opinion, and I can You're sometimes to be even sick agree. of greatness. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> and I can sometimes, I can, I sometimes can understand it. Uh, I don't agree, but I understand. It. Um, sure. not only that, but you also have Mika Akitaka working on this. Someone who later would design some really cool stuff in Double O Eighty Three. Um, some really cool stuff in Double Zeta. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he has retired himself to only drawing, like, weird, creepy girls in mobile suit parts now, because that's all he actually cares about. Um, it's kind of like the, you know how there's, like, that thing where, like, sometimes it's like, oh, this visual novel is only really a porn game because the porn game sells better than if it wasn't a porn game? Um, Mm -hmm. he kind of has, like, the opposite, where, like, he did a lot of (laughs) official mecha work, but then he learned, oh, I can just draw books where I just draw girls wearing mobile suit parts. And this is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And you know what? On one hand, live your dream. On the other hand, come back to the robots, please. You make such cool robots. I miss you. Why? Why did you leave down a cursed road that I cannot follow? 
Listen, you shouldn't make Dylan sad. It's a bad thing to do. You can make you can make Dylan upset. I do that all the time, but actually <laughs> sad is no good. Um so the S Gundam though, uh from Gundam Sentinel, very popular. Um very popular and also kind of like something that I think maybe encouraged a lot of people to go with like weird custom modeling and stuff because the story it's it's one of those stories where it is like a model story, right? Like you have pictures of like models that they made that are almost all scratch builds at the time. Um, basically like doing like scenes from Gundam and it's really cool actually. Like, you know, like it's, it's on old photo, like actual, like, you know, film. Um, and the, it just looks so cool. Like just seeing the photos. I love, I, I wish I had like an old, like actual like film camera so I could take photos of models like this. Because, like, the way that film interacts with, like, the lighting and everything is just so cool. And I want to know how they even did some of the effects. Because, like, you get all these cool, like, you know, beam effects. Probably from compositing shots. We know for sure that they do that for, like, scenes with, like, a lot of mobile suits. They actually just have one model. And then they take a bunch of shots of it, you know, in different positions on the same background. And then they just layer them and composite them in. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm sending six a couple of these now. Like... I love, like, all the action shots in this, because it's so cool. Also, just, like, their actual model shots of, like, these custom models that they've made from scratch. So fucking cool. They're pretty dope. Um, really cool story. Um, but yeah. Uh, the, oh, well. Really cool medium for the story. Opinions may be mixed on the story itself. The story itself is kind of, you know... It, it, we run into the problem of there's a single translation for Sentinel in the West, and... It is very stiff and very dry in a way that it might just be written in a very stiff and dry, hard science fiction way, or this just might be the way the translation went. We do know that there are some translation errors, like with names and such, so it's not the highest quality translation. I don't know if that would improve the story or not, because the story does have, like, you know, some of your usual Gundam weirdness of the time. Um, We'll have to talk about it with one of the systems the S Gundam has, but, you know, regardless, uh, you've got... A lot of cool people working on the story, though, making cool robots, and that's what we're here about, is cool robots. So, Mm -hmm. the Superior Gundam uh, is a cool mobile suit that is like a double Zeta that doesn't fall apart at the seams. It has two halves, still. It has the G-Attacker and the G-Bomber, which are the upper and lower halves. Um, Those combine together to form the S-Gundam. And the S-Gundam is, like... When you look at it, even just from the start, it looks so different from, like, a standard Gundam. Like, you can tell it's a Gundam, but it's not a Gundam um, in, like, a lot of its design aspects. You've got this head that is very Zeta-based, where you don't have, like, the red chin. You instead have, like, a spike, like, you know, a spike chin popping out. You've Mm -hmm. got these cool, like, yellow grill vents going up to the cheeks. You've got a weird little, like, you've got an actual camera built into the forehead jewel, which might be one of the earlier instances of them doing that. They do that, like, later more, but it doesn't happen as much early on. Um, it does still have, like, a... It has, like, a double V-fin. It's a little hard to see on, like, the face art, but it does have, like, the two side V-fins, and then it's got two little bits poking up, like, directly upward. And then on the head, you actually have a head-mounted weapon that is not, like, your standard Vulcans. You've got a, an Incom unit. Um, on the head? On the head, yes. That's what that little round part is. Um, oh, so, uh, and you also have, uh, from, like, the double Zeta, you have double, uh, Vulcans going on, uh, on the head. You have two on either side. It does mention, uh, in the armaments that it has a total of eight. I don't know where the other Vulcans are located. They might be on, like, the, uh, like, you know, for, like, it's, the G-Bomber and stuff. It's also got, it's, it says it has four, it's got four in the head and then four in the tail stabilizer. Okay, okay, yes, the, uh, oh, I see them right. If you look at the uh, rear shot of it, you can see the tail stabilizer that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, that you can see kind of where there would be Vulcans. That makes sense because that's what it would use for when it's transformed if it needed to use Vulcans well in its like little jet mode. And if okay. you're a really good pilot, you use them when someone sneaks up behind you. Yep. Um, so going down, you have... Uh, now, the torso does feel pretty standard Gundam in its layout, even though it also has some differences. You've got like a weird cockpit latch that has like a little tick on it, um, which... I don't know what that's for. It just looks cool. Adds a little mm-hmm. bit of asymmetry. Um, you've got some cool chest vents with uh, 
like a circle. Uh, it, it's got the almighty shape uh, that looks like. Uh, so you know, like when you're like looking at a street sign and it says no whatever, and it's like the the circle with the you know line through it. Mm-hmm. Um, that shape pops up on a lot of mecha stuff a lot. Like you know, if you think about like how a lot of modern artists draw like the gun, the goddamn Gundam's limbs, right? Like the leg and stuff. It's the circle and it's got the line through it. Um, Mika Akitaka in particular loves these, and Hajime Katoki actually seems to have a lot of things he uses similar to Mika Akitaka. Of course, they work together on this, and they also, you know, work together on other shows. So, it's just an interesting design element that crops up, though, that, like, circle with a line through it. Um, and this has it on the chest vents. Um, usually it looks more like a bolt or something, you know? But, yeah, just has them. It's cool. Um... You get these massive shoulders, and I love the shoulders on this. They have a, a mm-hmm. hu- they're just like a huge shape, um, with like uh like some hanging shields that go over the arms, which I really like the design of as well. Um, they've got some thrusters on the side of them. You've got some nice color. You got these like very utilitarian looking like handles on the top of them for like possibly latching it into like uh, a dock or something, or a um, parachute like a balut system or something maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go down, some weirdness here. So we've—I can't remember if we've talked about this on the show, but Gundam is weird in that it turns out a lot of robot media that isn't Gundam doesn't always do skirts on mobile suits, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk about how it's weird on the camphor to not have those skirts, but a lot of things that aren't in Gundam don't have that on robots. This also doesn't actually, though. Uh, the the S Gundam, like it has like a little like fuselage connecting to the upper torso there but those aren't like skirt armor like it's got the whole leg joint exposed Mm -hmm. it does have side skirts though and they're not normal side skirts it's got beam rifles for side skirts which i love they flip up uh this is way better to me than like just backpack guns which of course this also has uh the backpack uh you know cannons similar to the double zeta but Mm -hmm. for aiming forward like directly forward really quick it has two little pop-up guns on the side skirts that just flip, flip up and can fire, mm-hmm. which are cool. I like that, actually, a lot. Um, you go down to the legs, the thigh, not much to say about, but the knees. you got these really giant-ass knees um, that are pretty cool. Um, so the um, beam sabers for the S Gundam are actually stored in the knees, too, which actually I think is a pretty cool place for them with how... The thing is, with how high up they are, right? Yeah, um, makes you could just sense. have the head like it just pops out, and then you just grab it, uh, rather than like having a backpack one or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as you move further down, you get um, some like nice detail on the legs with like you know various vents, various thrusters. You get feet that are interesting because they are colored black on the top. It's always something that's kind of stuck out to me on mm-hmm. the design. Um, now the thing about the S Gundam is right. You look at this picture. And you can see that this is, like, the S Gundam's colors. However, there is an alternate color scheme for the S Gundam that pops up sometimes in some of the original, uh, like, story stuff. You can see it in, like, that picture of the XS I linked to, for instance, there. Oh, interesting. And it also applies to the S Gundam, um, where you drop a lot of the red, um, Mm -hmm. which I actually quite like. Uh, You replace a lot of the red with, like, a gray. You make the yellow a little bit deeper of an orange. Um, The only thing that's still red on it, actually, is just the head income. Uh, Incoms being, you've probably heard us mention them before, just wired weapons. It's basically like a little round disc that has a wire on it that has little maneuvering thrusters as well and can kind of be used for, like, doing an all-ranged attack without, you know, needing funnels or needing the pilot to be a new type usually or whatnot. Mm. Um, You can see, though, this interesting, like, uh, blue-on-blue color scheme, though, which drops a lot of the red, and I actually quite like that. Um, Yeah, it looks good. So it's a it's a neat color scheme, um, though a lot of times you still get like the tricolor as the primary depiction. Um, now, uh, the cool thing is the modern uh, they did a sort of 1.5 of the Master Grade recently uh, does use like that blue on blue instead of having like all the red. Um, they did a I call it a 1.5 because it still uses a lot of parts from the old like 2002 I want to say Master Grade 2003 Master Grade. But mm-hmm. it also, like, fixes a lot of things. So it's, like, it, it's a thing I kind of wish they would do more often because there's a lot of suits that they definitely don't want to revisit because they're not, like, so popular that they need, like, a new version that are because they don't think it'll do well. 
but are niche popular enough that people still ask for it all the time. And I kind of wish they would do like that kind of like 1.5. We fixed all the bad parts, even though it still has some of the old model stuff. It has better color separation or better stability, etc. I wish mm-hmm. they would do that more often. But anyway, um, S Gundam is a cool unit. And final thing to talk about. So we talked about it, it has beam sabers. It has the beam cannons. It has the Incom. It has the Vulcans. It also has a beam smart gun. And this thing fucking rules. So, the beam smart gun is a large beam rifle that is connected to the S-gun um, directly because it cannot... It, it, it fires big enough shots that it, it just doesn't, like... It cannot have its own generator, really, and, like, have it work. It cannot, like... It cannot use, like, an E-cap or anything. It has to just be plugged into the S-gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's a pretty strong uh, gun. Uh, it actually, it can have a 56 megawatt output, which is higher energy output than the high mega cannon, though the implication is it's firing this at a much thinner beam. Mm-hmm. So, even though it's, like, a strong piercing beam that can, like, rip things in half, uh, even, like, a battleship, it is not, like actually firing like a high mega cannon shot out of this um now it's called a smart gun but it doesn't actually do the smart gun functions really on the s gundam form we'll talk about that more when we talk about the extraordinary superior gundam it's upgrade uh in a little bit now we've talked about all the weapons here's the part where it gets a little weird with the story the s gundam actually has an ai called the alice system mm-hmm now, the Alice system is where it's some kind of cool, some kind of weird, some kind of bad uh, points. So the Alice system, at its core, is just like an AI that is meant to intervene on behalf of the pilot. Basically, it's it's programmed to want to keep the pilot alive at all times. Um, now, this is where we start getting into weirdness and gender essentialism, even outside of Tamino. It's given a you know female personality because and it and it is only to be paired with a male pilot because they want it to become attached to the male pilot in a way that represents like the growth of a young woman like first seeing the pilot as sort of a father figure then potentially as like someone that they're in love with or whatever it's real weird i don't like that part of it i yeah. like the part about it just being an ai i think that's sick i i you know you get like learning computers in gundam and i do like that it gains self awareness um over time uh, I also I also like that it's canon that basically the pilot kind of sucked and that Alice was kind of the real pilot. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Ryu uh Ryu is a test pilot and he can do test pilot things, but I mean he's not like he's not anyone special. Um basically anytime he's in like a lot of danger, the Alice system takes over. Alice standing for as we all love acronyms, advanced logistic and inconsequent cognizing <laughs> equipment. Um <laughs> you guys are really reaching on that. So one. She has, so the whole thing with Alice is she's an AI who has both a sense of self-preservation, a sense to keep the pilot alive no matter what, um, just intrinsically, and that's what would make her take over, right? And she is able to do things that, like, a pilot, you know, a thing with a mobile suit that has all these onboard weapons in all these different directions and all the, like, the speed and such, it, a mecha can only be as strong as the pilot piloting it. You can put all the guns, all the all the weapons, all the special systems you want on a thing, but humans cannot. A, a, a human generally cannot do what is necessary to like account for something that is overdesigned, right? And in Double Zeta era, a lot of suits are overdesigned. Not just Federation suits, but a lot of Neo Zeon suits. Things like the Dove and Wolf have so many things on them that it's like you're almost giving the pilot too many options, right? Mm-hmm. That they're never going to be able to use. Um. Well, what if the pilot's a computer? Um, is kind of the idea here with uh, Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst part about Alice is the pilot is not made aware that Alice exists. Like he kind of has an idea of it, but he can't. Like ev- the the thing is, he's not supposed to know that she's uh, real or that she's like a thing. Um, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, so it's a weird suit. And it's a weird system with that. I, I, it, like I said, there are things that, because I, I always like robots and AI in fiction, right? Like you mm-hmm. know, like the whole thing of like getting sentience and stuff. I just don't like it necessarily wrapped up in a cloak of gender essentialism in a weird way. Um, 
that feels a little creepy in some regards. That's just my thing. Um, even though I like the idea behind it a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, so the, the S Gundam has an AI that is able to take over in the case of the pilot's failure to either strike down an enemy or failure to protect himself, as the case is with uh, Ryu a lot of the time. Um, so, besides the S Gundam, you have a couple of var variable equipment sets for this. We'll actually talk about one of the more simple ones first. Mm. We have the S Gundam booster unit type. So, this is an S Gundam where we have replaced the backpack. Oh, I should mention, since I didn't mention it before, the backpack on the original S Gundam is pretty simple. It's got, like, a set of double verniers. The main thing is it has a large tail stabilizer on it that has, like, a camera and Vulcans and such on it. Um, so it's got, like, this cool, like, little, you know, stabilizer that also can do AMBAC movement. Like, it can move up and down for, like, rotational purposes. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, the S Gundam booster unit type replaces the backpack with a almost double Zeta-style backpack, where it's, like, this gigantic, like, you know, like, it, it's got a whole bunch of, like, little boosters and, like, two large ones on each thing. Um, it's big. It's it's uh, funny to me because like you know I've seen you know like the like you know BST for booster right you see that on like that we didn't talk about it but like the Gundam Unit Four and Unit Five right mm -hmm. and you yep. think of it as being like like kind of like the full burner right like mm -hmm. this like okay we'll just we'll add some extra mobility for space and this is just like no fuck you so many rockets <laughs> so yep. many verniers so on this thing besides the backpack which the backpack is split in two sections because it's still connected to that tail stabilizer. So it's almost like they just swapped the backpack, like the the two thrusters, uh, the, the small ones out for these giant ones. These giant ones also uh, have four beam cannons on the beach um, instead of the two beam cannons. So you have four beam cannons in total uh, on the top of it. Besides that, you also take these same exact rockets minus the beam cannons, and then you replace the legs with them. <laughs> uh, now, so much. it's a lot, and it's a lot in the story, because the problem is... One of the things that happens when this is used is, well, one, it goes really fast. Yeah, I bet. Um, it, it goes ridiculously fast. Um, I believe there's a bit of the chapter where Ryu is using it and pisses himself because of how fast it's going, um, which is very funny. Oh, boy. But, yeah, it is a just. Th th it doesn't add any other equipment. It's simply just, what if we made a version of this that could basically strike at a fleet without like, the fleet even having a chance to realize it. Assuming um, that the pilot was able to aim not, at that yeah, speed <laughs> and not, yeah, and not like, yeah, fuck up and miss or crash into anything at that speed or any number of problems that may arise at that speed. Um. Now, there is an upgrade to this, but we will talk about it last because it is a lot. Uh, <laughs> we will talk about the S Gundam's more normal upgrade, the XS Gundam, which stands for Extraordinary Superior Gundam. Uh, the XS is where things get real wild. So, uh, we have changed a couple of things on the XS now. Uh, we have added some armor to the torso. The armor does also have a um, small eye field generator. It is not able to cover the whole mobile suit. It just protects the cockpit, like the central mm. area. So if it was, it's just so that you just can't get like killed instantly by getting shot through by a beam rifle. Mm -hmm. um, you have all the same. You have like s the same arms basically um, as the S Gundam. You have uh, mostly the same legs up until you get to. So first of all, it adds a giant crotch plate as well, besides like the normal armor that almost looks like a cockpit. It's weird, like it's got this like yellow canopy for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, but um, as you go down, you, the knees have expanded. <laughs> they have expanded the knees. They've added cameras to the knees. <laughs> my knees have been expanded to fulfill my duty. <laughs> uh, and they added little latches, which have reflector incoms in them, and these are important. It's a special tool we'll talk about later. Um, so we go down again, some additional armor on the legs, like on the back of the legs, uh, but not a lot of actual changes. Uh, the other thing to mention is it does have, um, two optional, uh, propellant tanks that are connected, I believe onto like 
they're like on the back of the uh, shoulders, I believe. Mm. Um, they usually get ejected a lot. Like you can see, the original art doesn't even have them. Like when it gets used in the manga, it launches uh, in its transform mode uh, and then just ejects them immediately. But they can be present on the mobile suit mode. Uh, should mention also when it does transform now, it has a singular transformation. It's not like a two part. It just is all one big thing, kind of like mm. the G Fortress. It is called the G Cruiser. Um, this also still, this has replaced the backpack with the backpack that was used on that booster unit we talked about earlier. Obviously, it still has legs, though. Um, but, uh, so, the main changes, uh, on the weapon loadout are, I mentioned those reflector incoms. All they do is reflect shots, right? Uh, this is actually similar to, like, what the, uh, Psycho Gundam Mark II's reflectoring, uh, reflector bits do. Mm. Uh, the idea is you shoot a beam into them, and then you can reflect the beam to hit people at weird angles. Okay, so this this uses uh, eye fields, I'm guessing? Yeah. Um, okay. Ba- basically, just, it just has like small eye fields that allow you... Because as we've seen with eye fields, eye fields don't block beams. They bend beams. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you see eye fields in use, they'll actually see a beam bend around the eye field. Um, and so, what if we can use that technology to make something cool, right? Um, that's the thing. A lot of people... S- think that the S Gundam and XS seem very, like, ridiculous. It's the problem of when you have a mechanical designer using all the tools that have been shown in the show and thinking about it more so than maybe, like, a showrunner, right? Because a lot of the times the showrunners are just kind of writing the action scenes, you know, with the robots, but also, like, maybe aren't, like, remembering everything every robot does, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can imagine, like, with all the writing staff. Um, I feel like, because this comes up in a lot of, like, manga and side story designs, as much as this is ridiculous, it's not doing anything that is too different from a lot of mobile suits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's got all of this tech all in one. Because we're going to talk about the Beam Smart Gun. Uh, the Beam Smart Gun is, lar- like, it's the large gun. They've added a radom to it, though. And okay. also... One of the things the Beam Smart Gun is, it depends on what it appears in, but usually can do. One of the reasons it's a smart gun is because theoretically the beam could bend up around 30 degrees in any which direction because it can deploy what? a small eye field in the bar- in the barrel. So what? If, well, because here's the thing. The best way to not get killed by a beam is not to be hit by a beam. But what if the beam was able to have some slight variance in the barrel? Not only that, what if you had two reflector incomes in your knees that you're able to launch behind the opponent so that in case of missing, you can also have your knees, which now have cameras and also, uh, you know, reflector bits on them, able to reflect the beam into them? Uh, good thing you've got Alice, because you can't do that. Well, you can't do that. Yes, <laughs> Alice can do that. Um, wow. To be fair, I imagine like that's why they added the cameras to the knees and such is so that there is a little bit of automation with it, but yeah, um, even like outside of Alice, but yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but it's also cool as hell because I just like the idea of like, oh wait, people are going to dodge our beams. Well, what if I just intentionally missed and shot a reflector bit that now launches a beam from behind the enemy, like through their cockpit or whatever? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Still has the beam sabers. Um, this thing is a lot. It also weighs a lot, uh, to the point where the model kit actually for the, uh, Master Grade, because of how large it is, is built on a stand, which is great. Like, you, <laughs> you literally, it, it is not to be, you can have it stand on its own feet, doesn't work too good. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a cool mobile suit. Um, and it's got the four beam cannons and such. I love this thing. This thing has... I, I mentioned it before. This is one of my favorite gun types because I love all like the shapes and stuff going on with it. I love the head. I love these shoulders. Mm-hmm. I love the reflector bits in the knees. I like the just the giant knees it has in general. The four um, cannons on the back look really striking. They do, and also they can fold over the head uh, because of how like the stabilizer works. Um, they're actually able to fold pretty good, uh, more so than like I think even like the double zetas uh, backpack mm. is able to fold up, which is pretty neat. Um, it's it's so cool. It's just a cool mobile suit. It's ridiculous. It's excessive. Oh, but it's pretty cool, and I like it. Now let's get more. We want to talk about actual excessive. Is 
we have the S Gundam Booster Unit type plan, 303E Deep Striker. Hey, you, you know, you heard about the GPO3? Yep, and this was done before the GPO3, mind you. Oh, I guess that's true, isn't it? By Hajime Kotoki, though. This is definitely like a sort of early attempt at turning a mobile suit into a mobile armor in the same way the GPO3 would. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is a lot. Um, you can see, uh, it has the booster back. It, it, it's basically the S Gundam booster unit, right? Mm-hmm. However, on the torso, we have appended a gigantic sensor um along with an eye field like it's got like you know like little you can see like the little like lenses on it and stuff like on the front uh you have on the left arm a giant radome you have a weird crotch strut that has side cameras as well as like two landing gears because this thing needs to somehow presumably land um you've got I believe on the bottom, yeah, those are beam cannons aiming downward. <laughs> You've got... Okay, the right hand is actually pretty simple. It's just holding the uh, beam smart gun without the radome or anything. Um, Then you've got on the back of it a fucking... Like, a battleship-sized beam cannon. This is actually a mega particle cannon that they took from an Irish-class battlecruiser. Uh, the Irish-class being one of the ones that comes up in Zeta Gundam. Um, they took one of its beam cannons and just put it onto the shoulder of this thing. Uh, on the other shoulder, yet another radar, because we don't have enough sensor equipment and this thing goes fast. Yeah, if you're going this fast, listen, Alice needs a lot of data. You also have, um, handles that pop out of the side of that central, uh, strut so that it can, you know, have something to grip onto, uh, when traveling. Uh, and it has been painted in red, like all red. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, lots of propellant tanks on the back. The back of this thing is just propellant. It is just... You have multiple propellant tanks visible because the equipment is so heavy, and it actually still has 30% less operational time than the Gundam would have. Um, or, uh, sorry, 30% uh, less... Uh, sorry. It is actually a little bit less than the uh, booster unit in speed because of all the heavy equipment. It's 30% less acceleration. Sorry, I read that as operational time. Um, but it actually has more operation time because of the propellant. Uh, though the propellant also, incidentally, adds more weight. <laughs> um, ridiculous. Yeah. Just a ridiculous machine. I love it. It's cool because it is so just ridiculous the fact that it has uh beam cannons on the legs that are pointed downwards only on one side mind you by the way you see it in the art it's only on the one side so it has like two beam cannons on the left side of the body that are just hanging down i guess it's just you know you need to counterbalance that massive beam cannon you might as well counterbalance it with more guns yeah and a giant radome actually i wonder if that on the left arm is even a radome or if it's just weight it could just be weight no, I think like... it's that uh, multi-sensor that it's talking about, but... Probably. But I like imagining it's just a giant weight. <laughs> just, to, just to make sure it doesn't, like, rotate like in place in space when boosting. That was my favorite part of Naruto, was when the uh, S-Gundam Deep Striker took off the weights. God, God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the color scheme is pretty neat. Actually, I do like it. Um, this was actually the reason they did that 1.5 model, by the way. Um the 202nd Master Grade ever released uh, in the main line of Master Grades, not a P-Bandai, mind you, a mainline Master Grade is in fact the S-Gundam uh, booster unit with the Deep Striker package. Um, it's a lot. Okay, okay. It's so much. I have discovered, I, I, I hate to do this. I hate, I'm the bad guy okay. now, but there is a good MS girl. It is the Deep Striker MS girl because it is just the Deep Striker with the girl's head in the middle of it. There is no girl in there. <laughs> uh, this is funny. Yeah. Incidentally, Mika Akitaka, the first time he drew MS girls, was in fact for Sentinel. There's a whole section of the model graphics book that is just that. Um, oh, boy. Also, incidentally, I like the uh, S Gundam in these colors, too. I like it in either the all blue or the all red. It's kind of cool in either of them. Buck tricolor. It's not... It's... it's 
you know, it's all right, it, but it's, it's just, it, buck tricolor, just go for my color. Hell <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, this thing is so ridiculous. Let's see. Uh, let's look at the back. Let's see if we can actually see, like, all right, we have, uh, one, two, three, so we have four propellant tanks, huge ones, mind you. Mm-hmm. I love that they have to add an, an entire, like, apparatus to the, um, like, where you would normally mount the beam cannons on the backpack for holding the uh, propellant tanks on the lower half. Meanwhile, on the upper half, uh, they've replaced the uh, beam cannons with, you know, the one giant beam cannon, and then also the uh, radome. <laughs> this machine is so good. It's so ridiculous, and I love it for being so ridiculous. Um, but it, it's cool. Um, I love that it still has that little income. Can you imagine this thing? Like, I just imagine the wire <laughs> ripping. I can't imagine it has enough, like, when this is traveling at cruise speed, like, how are you even going to launch that out of the head? I'm, sh- I'm sure that's, that's for, that's for once you ditch all of this because you took a hit on your way there or whatever. That's, that's just a single hit. It yeah. blows up one of the propellant tanks and it's like, well, shit. I it's mean, okay. listen, we, we saw how it went for the fucking GPO three. That thing was a fragile. That's true. Well, it had the eye field, and then the eye field broke, and then everything went to shit because it's gigantic. <laughs> That's yeah. just what happens. It's That's fine. That's just what happens. Um, I like this machine, though. It's it's ridiculous. It's fun. And that's what I like out of ridiculous machines, is if they're fun. Um, and this is, to me, a fun machine. Uh, and the Escanum is just cool. It is just... It is a very interesting attempt at doing a lead Gundam for something that isn't animated that you never have to worry about being animated while watching like animators kind of like flex their stuff like or not animators mechanical designers like kind of flex their stuff which is what a lot of side story mechanical designers like to do right is they lean in on their own stylings because a lot of people's stylings get you know simplified for TV for obvious reasons you have to animate these things um Whereas when you're doing it through models, for instance, you're completely unfettered in what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to hold yourself back, uh, as it were. Which not not that that's always a good thing, and not that it's always a bad thing to simplify. But you know, like we've talked about it before, you sometimes that's why you get such variance in like art quality, like with like what a TV's uh, like model for like a mobile suit is versus like seeing an artist draw, like the actual artist draw. Um, it's just, you know, it's different. Um, the S Gundam, though, the XS, uh, all wonderful machines, I think. Uh, I I know, like I said, they're like the original overpowered side material thing that a lot of people like kind of feel iffy on. Uh, I think they're cool. I think they're cool as hell. I think they're pretty cool. Um, and just utterly ridiculous machines. And again... Very popular photo novel uh, at the time, and I understand why. Uh, because you're looking at these designs, and you're like, wait a minute, these are all custom. People just made these. I could do that. You can just build <laughs> shit. You can just build things. You can just do what you want, you know? Gunpla uh, is freedom. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> to reference a later thing, a far future thing, Gunpla is freedom. And yeah, um... That's about it, though. Uh, the S Gundam itself doesn't get a lot of variances out of, you know, its four sections. You got the S Gundam, you got the XS, you got the S Gundam booster unit, then you got the Deep Striker. And that's it. Yeah. Um, guess technically you have the Nero. We'll never talk about the Nero, actually. Let's. How long is this episode run for? 37 minutes. Fuck it. We've had episodes go a little longer. Let's talk about the gym of Sentinel, because it is based on the S Gundam. Okay. So I kind of feel like we should. What, is, what the hell is this thing? The MSA 007 Nero. Uh, this is a weird, beefy gym, and I love it. Because, uh, so, uh, the main thing I like on this is, um, you have several sections that are a little weird. You get, like, an elongated head, uh, which I like. The, a lot of suits in Sentinel, in general, have, like, longer mobile suit heads, rather than just doing, like, human, you know, rounded heads. Um... You've got the large shoulders that are similar to the ones on the S Gundam with like the little overhang shields. You got a chest where they have decided to put four vents, which rules. It's pretty cool. Sorry, sorry for dragging you into this, by the way, Six, but I figure, <laughs> fuck it, we're never going to talk about it otherwise. No, I'm not we're really gonna not. going to put it on the list. So, yeah. um, you've got a neat backpack uh, with four thrusters on it, two little binders that also have thrusters, 
Uh, I always love when they do that. Um, as you go down to the waist, you get some pretty, you know, standard skirt armor. Uh, the legs are weird because the knees have such rounding to them. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, they're like they're little, weird. they're little fancy knees. Um, you also get a really interesting color scheme for this, right, for a gym, because normally a gym is like, you know, uh, almost like pseudo Gundam tricolor, but like you remove like the blue and the yellow, so it's just like red and white, and it looks, but it looks like a stripped down Gundam. This has like an aquamarine, mm-hmm. which is a weird color. It, um, it looks good. The thing is, it looks good. Uh, that's that's kind of the thing. Um, and uh, the Nero in general is, like I said, something I actually really love and figured out we would not be able to talk about because it feels like a cool grunt. It just feels like a cool grunt. Like, you look at, like, the design of it with, like, the shoulders and stuff. It still has, like, a striking silhouette. Mm-hmm. But it's not a special machine. It's just, it's just you know, we made the a, a gem out of the S-Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a superior gem. It's just a superior gym. Uh, and, um, yeah. Uh, it also has, like, a lot of detail, like, in some of its art that is really cool. Like, when you see the close-ups, like, lots of cool tubes and such, like, going to, like, the neck through the torso. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I also really like on it is I love the Lunar Lander pack that it has. Um, so y- you may be able to see on the page here uh, at the bottom... Uh, it has this optional set of, like, propellant and, like, boosters for its backpack, uh, which are really cool. Um, they actually did a toy of this. Uh, let me find it real quick. Ah, here we are. Uh, they did a Robot Spirits of the Nero uh, with the Lunar Lander pack, and uh, I love the Lunar Landing uh, gear just because I love me when... I, I love I love it when you uh, add uh, propellant and stuff like that to a backpack. Oh, that looks really good from that shot. That... Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the it it also helps that the thing is you're looking at older art here. Uh, the the way that they tend to depict it, like with the toys, is so fucking cool. I love the way the Nero robot spirits look. I, like, I really want. It I makes really want it. such a difference to have a blue beam saber. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't mention that with the S Gundam, but yes, all the beam sabers in Sentinel are blue, That's and it's sick. so weird because in in Star Wars, I find blue lightsabers to be boring, but in Gundam, because we never have blue. I think blue beam sabers are so fucking cool That's and like great. blue beams as well. Cause um, a lot of the times you see like the beams being fired in the photo novel for Sentinel, you see like, like blue streaks. And I think that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's a good color. Um, besides the, uh, normal Nero, there are also two variants of the Nero. We have the Nero trainer. Uh, I linked you to the model because that'll be way cooler than looking at the art on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, uh, not model, I should say, uh, figure, the robot spirits. Um, the Nero Trainer is interesting because y- you can tell from the name. It is a training suit, but it- it's it's not it's not worse. Like, a lot of times your training suits in Gundam are like, oh, what if we uh, just, you know, took off, like, some weapons or armor and stuff and, like, made the cockpit weird and such? Um... It's actually a, it's almost more of like a high mobility type Nero because what it adds is on the top of the shoulders, the shoulders have been sh- made smaller, which I like the old shoulders a lot, but the new ones get to have two giant boosters put on top of them. Um, so it adds more mobility and because it has more maneuverability and performance, it's actually probably better for someone um, as like a training mobile suit uh, uh, because it's easier to control because of all the thrusters um it's so funny to me that it's a training suit though because everything about it just indicates oh wait you can just make a cooler nero out of this yeah it's just better (laughs) yeah i guess it might have less operational time just due to you know heavier equipment but eh. (laughs) um if you're like the thing about mobile suit battles you never really have to think about operational time it's not like mobile suit battles last a while they're usually ended pretty quick so honestly, being like in an aggress- a more aggressive, like faster, more maneuverable machine just seems like it would be better in general. Yeah. Um, I like this thing, though, too. This one actually goes for more of the standard gym colors, but I think they look good on this. Um, I, I love the way that chest looks, just to mention it again. The, the quad vents is so striking to me. Um, I just love that setup. I also love from this close-up, we get it really, like, really made clear. It just says, on the middle of the torso, it just says gym. 
Like, no, this is a gym. Yep. Um, it, it's basically yeah, it's just a gym. It's just it's a gym what by is, another what name. What does gym stand for? Uh, g- <laughs> good question. It's n- I don't think it's ever been answered. Um, some of the theoreticals are like Gundam mass production type. I'm going with generic machine. Generic machine. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, gyms. I don't think we actually have like an actual. We've never seen like what it stands for. They're just gyms. Um, but yeah. So the 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 Nero uh, trainer gets cool binders. Um, there is like a variant from. I, given the art, I don't think this is from Sentinel, or if it is, it's from some side material. But it adds beam cannons to the end of the binders, which is really cool. Um, you can tell it's like a sketch, though. This is obviously like a little side thing. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, the final Nero to talk about in this, uh, and are basically Gundam Sentinel main mobile suits that aren't Zeta related special. Um, the Ewak Nero. It has a hat. Do you like the hat, Six? <sighs> you and your fucking Ewaks. Uh, to be fair, I think this one looks silly. I still like it, but it looks silly. It does. It, um, it, it, I I do think it's funny, but also, lis- listeners, if you if you know Dylan personally, Dylan and your fucking Ewoks, I swear to God. <laughs> look, I I just think radomes are a cool look. Um, now this one's a little ridiculous because as you can see, the head has been basically re-outfitted entirely. The the top of the backpack has a um camera unit like a sensor unit basically it has a radome on one side the rest of it is all sensor package it just takes up the entire upper body of this um it has the smaller shoulders from like the nero trainer as well um it does have over each shoulder though a launchable camera on a wire um because we have fucking incom cameras which I don't think they're incoms at that point. They're just cameras, but still. Well, um, I mean, you know, do they have to shoot to be incoms? I mean, reflector incoms are still incoms. That's true. So I like, guess these are incom cannons then. Yeah, these are incom cameras or whatever or something. Um, so as you move down, though, uh, the body of it, uh, a lot of it is pretty similar, though. It does look like it has a reinforced cockpit. Um, like, it has, like it has like this bulbous covering over the front of the cockpit mm-hmm. cover. Which is interesting. Um, the other notable change is it adds some propellant tanks to the back of the leg in a weird way. So you can actually tell on the earlier Neros that these are like option like hard points. Um, but they're not used like on the normal Nero at all. Mm. But it does have like a little connection point for uh, thrusters. Now, the reason these are weird is on one hand, I think having them downward like that is cool. On the other hand, you wouldn't be able to rotate your leg all the way. That's going to inhibit mobility. Yeah, but you're only going to use that when, like, I mean, you de- you detach them when you get to the fight, right? That's for getting to the yeah. fight. So. Yeah. Or in this case, this doesn't even fight, right? This isn't True. meant to escape anyway. Right. Um, this has no weapons, by the way, I should note. Um, uh, this Nero is all cameras. Uh, its right arm has another camera on it, so it can actually launch a total of three wired cameras uh, for surveillance. Um. Mm, that's all it really has. You want a little um, you want it, a little Easter egg? What? Look at the back. It's got a radome on the back that's like a little Haro face. Oh, it does have a little Haro radome. Yeah, that's cute. Didn't notice the little cap there. Um it looks like it should have like it looks almost I'm curious what those canisters are. They look the like missiles. They look it looks like the back of like a like yeah, hyper bazooka, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like it looks like the way we typically see missiles represented, but I know they're not. Also, I like the little antenna also that are jutting out of the back. Very mm. 80s thing to have. Oh, also forgot to mention the two giant propellant tanks with thrusters on them. Yep. This thing is all movement and cameras. No fight whatsoever. Do not get in a fight while you're in this. This is solely to survey an area before bad things happen. If you are there when the bad things happen, that's bad. Pictures of Spider-Man only. <laughs> god um i like it though i like the radome i think it's cool i i um, i just i I just i just wish it wasn't an ewak because i've 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 traumatized but it is cool looking (laughs) they should you know what they should do is they should give it a sniper rifle i think look i know that you don't want to send your sensitive like sensor equipment into battle in that way but given the way that snipers have to work in gundam anyway uh with heavy electronic equipment because of minovsky particles which is actually why this equipment by the way is so huge is because you have to be able to get through the, the Minovsky like particle radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and th to do so, you make gigantic-ass sensory equipment. <laughs> um, which is why you get mobile suits that are just EWAC mobile suits, rather than being, like, a mobile suit with just really good sensors mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time. You know, in Double Zeta, which comes out, you know, I think around the same time Sentinel is running, or Sentinel itself starts running around the same time as Double Zeta. Um, you know, the EWAC Zaku is in that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I I am of the opinion, though, that I'm just saying, if you're making an EWAC suit that is able to detect long-ass ranges, give it a powerful-ass, like, beam cannon. <laughs> IMO. I, I see the sense. Or funnels. Or funnels. Give it funnels that, you know, like, this is my other brain thing, right? Like, one of the things with funnels being used by new types, besides, like, needing, like, the, you know, quote-unquote, like, extrasensory stuff, um, is also, like, because it breaks through Minovsky particle radiation too. Like that doesn't it doesn't interfere with funnels at all. Yeah, I guess theoretically, that's true, but... if you wanted to, you could just put remote weapons on something with all this equipment. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd need to you'd need the pilot to be a new type. Um. Yeah. I guess you would. You'd still want that. You don't want to defy your rules. Yeah. There's... Sometimes defying the rules is fun. I mean, listen. You can do it. You can try and make a normal person control a mobile suit with funnels. It's just gonna go real badly. It is going to go bad, probably. <laughs> Just imagining them accidentally, like, having a funnel backwards and firing at themselves. It feels like making someone who hasn't ever done it before juggle knives with their eyes closed. It's just like, I mean, I guess you can make someone do it. <laughs> That's fair. But, yeah, I, I just, look, I always like the idea of putting remote, this is just my own, like, robot brain fiction thing. I always like the idea of, like, weird EWAC suits being either snipers or, like, Something that also has remote weapons to complement all of its sensors. Unfortunately, with Gundam, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you can with other robot centers. Yeah. And they should more often. But, yep, there's the Nero. We talked about a lot today. We sure did. Um, and given, Between the Double Zeta and the S Gundam. And this is going to come out the same day as the, uh, as the uh, fucking Rafflesia. So, they, you know, we're just jam-packed with content. Oh, there's going to be three on that day. Jeez. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. three. Cool. Um. So, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. And, yeah, you know what I do. I play video games and I post robots. All right. Well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at 6detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can find me work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot recently. I've had some people talk to me and say that all my work, I do all these podcasts and it's kind of meaningless. And I say no. It's not meaningless. Such an act will display our ideology to the world. Good poll. Thanks. It was really hard to find a sentinel quote. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my brain was just like, wait, where, wait, where is six going with this? Is someone actually being rude to six? I'll fuck them up. <laughs> Listen, people no, are no. allowed to be rude to me. I'm kind of a shithead. <laughs> Look, don't don't be mean to my friends. That's always my number one. Mm, I appreciate it as much as as much as all my friends are rude to me. <laughs> All right, peace.